to the second episode of Cinema with the Crew, a podcast where we talk about films. Uh, films before the 2000s, after the, uh, the 2000s, just films in general. I am your host for today. My name is Keo. I am joined by Sam, Miguel, and Alex. How's everybody doing today? Pretty good, actually. Yeah, pretty good. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So how this um, podcast works is that for a two-week period we talk about one genre of film for one week we talk about an older film like before the 2000s and the next week we talk about more modern film contrast and then after that we contrast both films so last week episode we said the genre we're focusing on was comedy and the movie we focused on was from 1987 called good morning vietnam and just as a recap it's about a funny radio man adrian cronauer who is sent to vietnam to bring a little comedy back into the lives of the soldiers after setting up shop he just delights the gis but shocks his superiors with his take on the war cronauer also pursues a relationship with a vietnamese girl named trin who shows him the horrors of the war firsthand yeah, so that was last week's show. Now, for this week, our modern comedy film we're talking about is Crazy Rich Asians, a film released in 2018. And it's about Rachel True, played by Constance Wu, who is happy to accompany her longtime boyfriend, Nick Young, who played by Henry Golding, to his best friend's wedding in Singapore. She is surprised to learn that Nick's family is extremely wealthy and he's considered one of the, most, considered one of the country's most eligible bachelors. Thrust into the spotlight, Rachel must now contend with jealous society, uh, societies quirky relatives and something far far worse nick's disapproving mother all right guys what were your thoughts about the film i love that movie so much yeah i kind of went into the movie blind i mean i think i saw one trailer i knew everybody was saying good things about it yeah and i watched it like 2 p.m and i was like damn this is a good movie like the story and all i was sick Honestly. What about so, you, Q? Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of Asian friends, and whenever I tell them I have not seen that movie, they all sort of gasp and tell me I'm a really bad Asian for not seeing that movie. <laughs> uh, and honestly, I I watched it today, and I loved it. It was amazing, and I feel like less of a bad Asian. But it was just <laughs> so funny and delightful. I don't like rom-coms, bro, but I went in there... And like I dive head first, I'm still in there. I'm still sinking. What about you, Alex? <laughs> it's kind of funny how you feel like a bad Asian, because that's how I feel when all my Asian friends tell me, "Have I seen this K drama or this or that?" I feel like a bad one. I think one time actually, I messed up two K-pop groups, right? And oh my god, everyone attacked me, right? Here, I didn't, I didn't say like, "Oh, they're like the same thing." I'm just like, "Oh, I thought this band was this band," and everyone was so offended. I'm like scared now, but <laughs> I'm still uncultured. But yeah, I really like this movie a lot. Um, I love like the deeper meaning behind this film because you know Asian children, like, uh, have had like this problem with their parents in terms of you know pursuing our own happiness or doing what's best for the family, like whether it's career or who you marry. Like the whole film just does like subtle jabs at like the concept, you know, like when they're make that scene when they're making dumplings. You know, one of the main characters, Astrid, was like, oh, yeah, something, something, guilt-tripping your children. And I felt that. Like, I know that feeling yeah. way too well. I actually had, like, a 
brief argument with my parents at a restaurant once because they asked me to go to, because our family friend was visiting us, right? And they asked me to go to like Banff the next day, like ice fields, right? Nothing special about it. Like I've been there so many times, right? It's just rocks, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is bad. It's just rocks. I don't want to go. And they're like, you should go. But I'm like, no, this is where you guilt trip me. I literally said that, right? At the restaurant in front of the family, like in front of the family friend. And oh boy, was it so awkward. But I don't regret one bit of it. But yeah, I like the whole message behind the the film. Like Asian children pursuing our own happiness or doing what's best for the family. Like personally, I also love like the foreshadowing in the film too. Like in the beginning, this is how much I was so interested in the film because I watched this movie twice already, like when it first released and then a little after it released. And I'm like, the first time I'm like, I loved it. Second time I'm like, okay, whatever. I seen it. But third time after not seeing it for two years, I was like, oh my God, this really hits the feels. Cause you know, I'm a sensey person, right? Like <laughs> I analyzed so much stuff. I'm like, you know, in the, in the beginning, there was like that foreshadow scene. You know, when Rachel was playing poker against her TA, she said the reason why she beat him was because our brain hates the idea of losing something valuable to us and that we abandon all rational thought and make poor decisions. Guess what? Later in the film, near the end, Nick was about to do that. He was about to leave everything just to marry her. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. You didn't even think of that. Dang. Yeah, I thought of that. That's how much I'm very I was impressed in. right now. Yeah, I wrote down notes. I looked, up, and then I even looked on YouTube comments. I'm not gonna lie, YouTube comments—they're either funny or actually like intellectual sometimes. That's facts. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I just feel like so bad because this time around, I actually have like no smart things to say other than just I love this movie. Like, because <laughs> I saw it in theaters the first time around too, and I, when I say I cried the first time I watched it, like I was having such a good time in theaters, like I, I loved it. And uh-huh. this time, like, like you said, it's been two years. Mm-hmm. revisiting it i love it just as much it's just so good and i really don't have any more like in depth to kind of go into it just for someone who clearly is the only non-asian here like for me like i feel like i have always had like had like i don't know i guess like more like open understandings to way like other cultures kind of work and like how like their families work and kind of like traditions and like all of that just because like i've very always like i've always had like a very diverse friend group but so i feel like for like other people it kind of gives an opportunity to kind of like open up their eyes and kind of like their perception to like other cultures and like the way they operate because i know for a fact like if my mom was to watch this she'd be like oh it all makes sense now (laughs) 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 because like the family unit is just so important in asian cultures and i feel like that like, like, it really, really does a really good job, like, portraying that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's, like, one of the reasons I love the movie so much is it's such a good take on, like, well, Asians, basically. But, like, also <laughs> just, like, how uh, they handled it was really impressive to me. Because as, uh, you know, uh, an Asian, basically, seeing other Asian people in movies they're either always the sidekick or like the the comic relief or the person that dies like two minutes into the film you're right? having and a me moment like a... with black panther right now yeah exactly right <laughs> so, like... <laughs> you get to see colored people succeed oh my I god know. So I'm like, Bro, like this is like, like we're not just a funny best friend <laughs> literally yeah. we're actually like the main actors now wow uh it's just one it's just one thing we're also not that rich you know like but like 
Yeah, because yeah, okay? stereotypically, like any of like the like the foreigner is kind of like the role that someone of color plays in a lot of things. So either foreign, they just came to the country, or they're not really in a well-off situation in like any of the show, TV shows, movies that they're regularly portrayed in. Mm-hmm. So like this is refreshed that way too. It's like sh- money, not just money. <laughs> Literally, just it's sh- money. <laughs> Yeah, just dominating Singapore. What about you, Miguel? You you really like this movie? Yeah, I, honestly, I was just like so fascinated about like the houses and stuff. Honestly, I'm just like the architecture and stuff. I was just like, wow, this house is amazing. Especially yeah. um, was um, what's her name? Aquafina's house. What's her name? Oh yeah, uh, Picklin. 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 Yeah, her house. I was like damn this house is mad <laughs> like all the houses were just like crazy and I like the I... food sequences as well when they were oh, making food yeah. i was like Ooh. oh so yeah. let me tell you i've never wanted dumplings like so bad <laughs> that, like, right? buns, i like, never had i never had made dumplings before so i can't mm. be in that family at all <laughs> <laughs> yo i think uh what was I gonna say? Yeah, I usually whenever you know the Louis Vuitton in the mall, like the Chanuk mall that we go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I felt I thought I felt poor looking at that store. I felt even more poor looking at this at the whole theater. <laughs> like, like like when Astrid was buying those earrings, the guy was like, "Oh yeah, um, it'll be such an honor for you to wear them, but it's one point two million dollars." I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah, no, no, like, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. He was like, "I'll give them to you at cost." Oh yeah. yeah. I'm so, like, "Oh, okay." that bad 1.4 million <laughs> yeah something like that and then later they're like oh yeah the wedding I'm, it's a 40 million dollar wedding i'm like okay 40 million dollar wedding that's crazy exactly. like what that girl had her own personal river <laughs> yo the f- right <laughs> i was like huh she gonna go on that if my water? fiance doesn't want to go on that water she ain't for me <laughs> Alex is like, if she doesn't want to go, I'm gonna drown her in it. <laughs> if, if, if the church does not look like the rice paddy fields, over. It's over. That <laughs> was the prettiest wedding I think I'll ever see. Right? Ever. Right? In any movie, anything in real life, anytime. In my dreams. That it, like it is wow. I understood what they meant by it looked like a rice paddy field. I'm like, I'm like, oh right, the water's in the middle. Oh, <laughs> no. The people are standing at be where the rice would be. Ah connected the puzzle now clearly we really love this movie but what's your guys's like favorite part or character like anything like most favorite unless you just love the whole thing all right. I have my favorite. All right. yeah she's i have to agree so with that funny. <laughs> but i will say that constant woo is so attractive i was like I the entire movie I was just like I I get Bro, it you I get it Nick you got it like, yep. attractive dude. Astrid, yo, Gemma Chan, bro. Oh, no, she is yes. so pretty. I was, no, I was Astrid. I agree with you. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I okay. Yeah. Pastor's Wu is like you know like pretty, but like. Astrid, it's like, it's not like how did you look like this? How did this happen? Because the worst part is you look at her and you're like. This isn't fake. No one made you to look this way. This is natural. How did you? How? How? How did you achieve this? Yeah. Did you? What is your face doing? Cool? I don't like, understand. No, you... Gemma Chan is like dead as word. 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 I ain't gonna cap. Because Constance, Constance Wu is very, very pretty. Yeah. 
Gemma Chan yeah. is like, actually, how did you become this? Yeah. And she's British too? I'm like, damn. <laughs> Accents. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question. How are we going to talk about how all these people are so beautiful, but we're not going to talk about Henry Golding? That, that man is, is also no, unnaturally like, beautiful. Oh my, oh my. I gotta, he's a handsome you know, man. I got to say, though. Like, you know he, he, he is the Asian Henry Cavill. Yes. He's this man is the fact, Asian yeah. Superman. I don't understand how he looks the way he does. That's what I'm saying, bro. He's actually... When like, have you seen a jawline like that on an Asian oh man? My God. When? Yeah. He's the only one. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. That but, man um... smiled and gave me hope again. <laughs> you, know, you know, like the scene where he woke up in the hotel and she was like, like adjusting her glass and looking at him like half naked. I felt she was like hubba hubba. I was like, yo, yeah, like, same. No, we're same here. I'm like, I got spine as like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, you going to say your favorite part. You were saying something about Constance Wu, but you know, yeah, caught off. I think she's really attractive. But you know, okay, my favorite scene personally was uh the uh, the street market scene. Uh-huh. I just yeah. I love it. Like I thought it was so great to just like um have this like very very familiar market that I feel like I've been in before. Mm-hmm. Like when Nick was like greeting the uncles and aunties and like one of the uncles, like the the street vendors gave him a hug and was like, hey, like long time no see. Like it was also familiar. And like that entire sequence was like a little bit magical for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you guys think? Uh, That one was actually, I, I like how the shots were done, even like just simply showing chefs cooking. Yeah, yeah. Like it made through, it very natural. Go. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really well done. Like each shot was like it was quick and brief enough to show us what they're doing, but also like good, you know. So I really like those shots. Felt, they felt like a underrated. It captured thing. like the essence like, really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Because like, right, so. there's like a very like big difference, even like between like our like street vendors here and like literally mm-hmm. anywhere else in the world, to be honest. Yeah. Outside of the states, because the states is like the same as us, where so not like actually maybe like maybe not just the the states like altogether, because I know New Orleans has a pretty good like thriving kind of like street vendor kind of thi- vibe to it, but like everywhere else like in North America, I find can be like very basic, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas like that's very very ingrained in the culture, and yeah. you even hear him say like this is the only place in the world where like street vendors can earn Michelin stars. Mm-hmm. They they focus on one dish and they perfect it, is what he said. Yeah. Through generations. And, like, that's so cool. And I think it's so cool that they were able to capture that because for all the shots, they were actually oh, really yeah. able to kind of capture that kind of, like, feeling, you know? Yeah. Like, no matter what you're getting, if you're, like, some mm-hmm. tourist who has absolutely no idea about Asian cuisine, mm-hmm. no matter what you get, even though you have no idea what it is, it's going to taste good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's facts. All right. So... Kyo's favorite part is Constance Wu. <laughs> Sammy's favorite part is Aquafina. <laughs> Every scene with Aquafina was just so well delivered. And usually I kind of have an issue with like rom-coms because like they look at it as it's supposed to be a comedy, but in reality in rom-coms, only one person brings the comedy generally. Yeah. And in this aspect, like there was more than one. It was pretty much Aquafina's entire family was the comedy aspect. I of love movie. Ken Jeong. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that, Matt. He's, He's so funny. So funny. Like, yeah. But almost every single scene with Aquafina kind of brings you back down to reality. It kind of helps any of these situations that Constance Wu was like kind of facing throughout the movie. It makes it kind of like more realistic for you. It kind of brings you right back down to earth and helps you relate a little bit better because of how Aquafina's reacting to it too. You kind of get like that sadness and you always get a laugh with it too. So it's almost like an easier bite, you know? Like an easier pill mm-hmm. to swallow. Mm-hmm. And I just think almost everything she does, like even like how her character was written, I think it was just honestly so perfect. And like one of my favorite scenes is when she drives her <laughs> to the party. <laughs> yeah, that whole yeah. sequence was hilarious. But then she's like, <clears throat> she's like making out with her boyfriend. And she, you just hear her in the coffee. <clears throat> hey. <clears throat> hey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he invites her, obviously. And this girl gets out in her gigantic, clunky platform shoes, opens her trunk in this fancy car, and just like cycles through the clothes she has based on the scenario in her yeah. trunk. And I just thought that was so funny. She's like, You have a cocktail dress in your car? And she goes, I'm not a savage or whatever. And I think that's hilarious. Oh, I'm not an animal. I'm not an animal, Rachel. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> uh huh. All right. Miguel, what about you? Um, my f- okay. I mean, I think my favorite was like, um, what, is it called Mahjong? Yeah. Oh, like, that scene. Yeah, when like it was Rachel and Eleanor. Um, I have like, a lot to say about that. Yeah, I think it was. Is it because like Rachel like made her win, right, or whatever, yeah. something yeah, like that? Yeah, she gave up the win. Yeah, yeah and the then. I was like, oh, damn, she just did that. And then, like, also, when they're in the airplane in the end, like, when Nick proposes, and it's the green ring, and I was like, damn! I was, like, low-key like, low tearing up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, it was oh, just so damn. symbolic, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, let's go! I was like, damn. I'm like, change your mind. I was like, wow. Yeah, I remember the old lady, like, after he's like, well, were you married? The old lady was like, yes, yes! <laughs> yes, yes. She <laughs> doesn't even know so her! Funny. Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh. Yeah, that's my favorite part. That older All woman right. saw that ring was like, yup, you're marrying him. <laughs> yeah. That ring? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, my favorite part is actually Astrid. Um, it's uh, I, like, thought more about it. My favorite part was, like, Astrid, and just her whole, like, story arc with her and her husband, Michael, right? So, like, you know, near the end, right, they both, she decided to leave him. And literally, yeah. one of my, my favorite quotes from her, that it's basically, a, it's like a mic drop. It's like, it's not my job to make you feel like a man. I can't make you something you're not. Yeah. When she yeah. said that, I'm like, ooh, 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 I felt When she said that, I was like, facts. I know. Yeah. Her character like, arc was so strong. Yeah. yeah, and like what I got out of that message is like, because I'm a senti person, is like kind of the importance about self love. You know, if you love yourself, you'll love others more and be more appreciative and grateful for the people around you. Like the fact that he kept pushing the idea of how he'll never measure up, it just reminds me of like that concept of like, oh my God, she's out of my league, right? But mm-hmm. here's the thing I know people feel this way, but come on, she married you and had a kid with you, and you still think she's out of your league? Like, yeah. what? That's just. I know kind of whack and like the, another thing too is that michael and ashley's story is like a contrast to nick and rachel's relationship mm-hmm. because i felt like rachel would have acted like michael if she had fallen for like that basically that chicken game where she like felt like she wasn't enough right 
I felt like um, Astrid and her husband is like a good parallel into what actually happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I was on YouTube earlier looking up this scene, I read the comment, which is like an unpopular opinion, but the person said that she actually felt for Michael in the book. She said that Mike, uh, Astrid's family treated him like a lesser person because he wasn't born rich and a startup company barely made as much money as Astrid spent on her shopping spree, right? He was described as very smart, but his her family only saw him as like a tech boy who could fix their Wi-Fi problems. Astrid did nothing to change her family's perception of Michael, even though she clearly loved him. And I think anyone would have been resentful if you're constantly patronized and, and the one person who had to stand up for you doesn't, right? I found that comment really good because it just adds another perspective to the issue because mm-hmm. so much of the people are commenting, Astrid, like, oh my God, she's like so cool. You know, she just did a drop, a mic drop on him. But like, if you think about it on her husband's side, you know, no one's standing up for you and your family, her family clearly doesn't like see you as, sees you as something less, you know, like I would feel bad if like a person in my life who stood by me doesn't even stand up for me. But then again, like at the end of the day, I think it's all about communication. And at the end of the day, like she said, he gave up on them. Like he went as far mm. as to fake an affair. If you guys didn't know, he actually, it's actually fake. What? Right? Yeah. It's revealed in the second book that he actually didn't have one. Right. Oh man! I just think that Whoa. there are better real, ways. To yeah, get exactly. Realistically speaking, there's better ways to end a relationship. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it, right? Mm-hmm. But overall, I really like Astrid's like not just like her first, when she first came in and she like said hi to that little girl's bunny, just ignoring the parents. I'm like, ooh, she's like powerful, you know? She got that vibe. And then seeing her whole story unfold throughout, like. The scenes with not without uh that's not focused on Rachel was really nice. I just really liked your story, you know, your story. Mm. Yeah, all right. So we talked about our favorite aspect of the film. What about favorite scene? I think Miguel, you said it, but like I already talked about. My, oh yeah, Sam, what was your favorite scene? I also talked about my favorite scene. What'd you so, say? Because I was talking about um. Aquafina and her car scene when she was oh. pulling out her opens. <laughs> oh, wow. I guess so, I've been, Alex, like, was the mic drop your favorite scene then? Uh, actually, no. That was just my favorite part of the film because mm-hmm. it was just the character and like what happened, right? My mm-hmm. favorite scene was the Mahjong scene uh, uh, because it was very powerful, you know, because Rachel gave her the winning piece as she was saying like, oh, I hope in the future when Nick marries another lucky girl and you have fun playing with your grandkids, just know it was because of me. I thought that was really cool. And then the like the silent exchange her mom had with like Rachel's mom had with Eleanor was just so badass and empowering. It's like that's right, my daughter ain't playing your game. Like I said, like I basically said, like I know that the movie's not about her, but like I just feel like the affair was kind of handled in an unrealistic way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because like no matter how much money you have, basically you're gonna have like a heightened reaction to finding out your husband's cheating on you, right? And like the very like she held on to that silently for a long time before finally discussing it. Like the first time they clearly talked about it was when they were sitting in the car on the way to the wedding, and he just stopped the car and left, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought I, I just think that's really weird because no matter the situation, if if you, no matter how rich you are, if you find out your husband's cheating on you, you're probably gonna throw hands, maybe scream a little bit in the household. Not just Actually, yeah. like car, like thinking about car. it too. Thinking about it too. She even like tell her like family wise, because no, like, yeah, 
Because think about like how much more impactful that's going to be, right? Like, yeah, especially because yeah, you kind of be... see how our family is. Like, that would definitely be very vindictive. Mm-hmm. Like they would, they would put him under. Like they would go after his business, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because they definitely have the power to shut down his business. And just like looking at Astrid's character, you can very much tell like that's not who she is. Yeah. I think, I like for me, I was also uh, unsatisfied with that scene because to me it seemed like there was more to it like not only like can the story be fleshed out more but i felt like there was more recorded and they just didn't put it in that's what it seemed like to me uh, right yeah. so i just felt like there was a whole car scene that was like maybe at least five minutes long where they they talked about it and then afterwards then he would be like okay i'm i'm leaving I'm getting out, stop the car, and then the the next scene of him like leaving and then slamming the door would happen. But I kind of feel like they took that out, mm. you know. And I just yeah. ah, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit unsatisfied with that. But at the same time, I understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alex, what do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, I like now that you guys like after I came back and I heard you guys talking about it. It is pretty unrealistic. And I wish it did, because, like, you know, an affair is not, like, a small issue, right? It's, like, a big issue. And mm-hmm. I understand the whole idea of not telling people or telling your family, because, you know, the family's so big. You know, any scandal will just, it'll, it'll just blow things out of proportion, like, a lot, yeah. right? Which kind of ties into the next thing I want to talk about, which was, like, a thing, things I would, ch- like, things you guys would change about the movie for me, it's not like changing the whole story. It's just there was a deleted scene, actually. So, you know, guys, you guys remember the time when it was showing, like, Rachel going to the airport, and then it cuts to uh, Eleanor going, uh, go, knocking on Nick's door and then, and then and having a conversation with him, right? There's actually a deleted scene where we see Nick and Eleanor have a talk about what happened during the after party of the wedding, right? It was basically an argument that I've had with my parents where it's like, the parents are saying like why they did what they did and the whole importance of family and the whole like sacrifice talk like you have no idea how much we sacrifice for you type of thing right and how she did everything for him and then nick is like he he's kind of questioning that against that too right and like i've questioned against that too as well like uh during this scene she said i did it so you can have everything and then nick's like i didn't ask for that and then he said all i needed was you i think it's just really powerful that scene i wish they included it too because they only show like the part where um nick and eleanor were just standing outside the window in the balcony but i wish they showed that scene too because it's really powerful showing what it's like to go against your parents wishes right really wish they incorporated that scene i don't know about you guys what you guys would have changed about the film I don't know. I, mean, I think it's really just it comes back to that scene with Astrid, to be honest, because I like that's honestly the one thing that just looks like stands out to me is just super unrealistic. Like I wanted more of like a reaction, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because almost every like almost every aspect when a like the woman was wronged in the scenario between Astrid and um, Rachel, they always took the high road every single time, you know? And yeah. You, as wonderful as that is to see, that's not always realistic, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really get that reaction. You can still take the high road and have a reaction, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even with, like, the fish, she just kind of screamed, cried, and then buried it, you know what I mean? They didn't really talk about it much after that, besides when she was, like, pouting to Nick that this happened to her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, she didn't confront the girls at all. She didn't want to make a scene, I get it, but, like, 
something, you know? Because mm-hmm. even even when she initially does, I guess, confront his ex, it's on the walk into the wedding, and it's like barely anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is a little unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Like well, I just I want more people kind of getting their just desserts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wanted to see somebody get punched in the face. I was waiting for it. Not even that. Like I just want a verbal <laughs> slap. Give me one of those. Just one. I'd be happy. <laughs> Somebody so, Astrid, between Rachel Astrid's and Astrid, slap. one of them got to slap somebody verbally. Pete, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she kind of did it at the end, Astrid. Not, but wasn't not really of. though. Well, like the the best thing she said was, "It's not my responsibility to make you feel like a man." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Ooh, that's cutting." But like, you know, <laughs> give me some more emotion, girl. Yeah, because uh, like that is very like. It it was a good like monologue, you know, it was a good speech, but I personally I felt like there wasn't enough of her. You know? Because I understand where like her husband is coming from and stuff, but like you also get to feel for Astrid too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like imagine living your life and just like trying your best to hide who you are all the time. Because you feel like you're shaming your significant other, oh, yeah. right? I mean, kind of like, like so corporate. I wanted Astrid to be like, "You were a jerk. Like, look what I have done for you. Like, you think you've sacrificed? I've sacrificed mm-hmm. too. We've both sacrificed for this relationship. Yeah. And now that we're somewhere, now that you have a company, I even offered to help, and now you're like, you're just gonna walk away." After yeah. that, after like, meeting my family, after taking all that abuse, you're just gonna go? Like, how dumb can you be? And <laughs> in like one point in the when they were in the car, Michael was like, "Oh, I have to take this business meeting thing somewhere." Like it yeah. was their child's birthday. Yeah. But like you're not gonna go to my child's birthday. Like you know, I was like, "Yeah." Like Michael yeah. kind of dumb for that. For me, like, I just yeah. think the whole affair kind of doesn't really make sense. And again, like, I know that the movie isn't really about them, too. But, mm. like, you constantly see Astrid constantly trying. She's constantly being there for her husband. And I just feel like he's a little bit too focused on the her family aspect. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense for him to be having this affair. Because it'd be one thing if she was constantly neglecting him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he was constantly being overshadowed by all the thi- all these things, but like while she has all these things going on, you can tell she's a hundred and fifty percent focused on him and him alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's constantly trying to make time. She's constantly trying to be a part of what he's doing. Like he even said, like when she volunteered to go and help him out at the office, like he literally made a comment about all oh, like that great Astrid, whatever, like stepping down to come and be a, an assistant. You know, like this is something yeah. that she doesn't mm-hmm. need to do, and he brought attention to that. You know what I mean? And it's her literally just wanting to be there and help him. So, like, it just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, he's more having this affair because of her family and less because of her. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's actually the one distancing himself from the family unit. And it's more because of the family than his actual family. You know? I can, yeah. I can actually tell you why he does that. Because I, like, looked into the wiki. He's like, I got the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell me the spoilers, boy. Got the uh, it's, it's not, like, something big. He just has an inferiority complex. That's it. That's literally why he acts the way he did. That's literally all. Oh, not... <laughs> I just think I it's so unfair for her, him to take this out on her because 
you even kind of see it like they don't he doesn't really react like interact with a family that much and to be honest neither does yeah. she outside of when she like goes to the family events you know yeah like mm-hmm. i don't know it just doesn't make sense to me like why he acts the way he does like it's just so dramatic for no reason like stay in your lane kind of thing you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like you would All be right. happier if you were just minding your own business all right. So, is that your like least? Is that everyone's like least favorite part of the film? Then we don't like that Just... guy. Why are you cheating on Astrid? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you really on Astrid. Astrid. You got Astrid. Like, her? come on, man. <laughs> Excuse me. And then she could have anybody in the world. You, she picked you. Yeah. Stupid. Again, exactly. the whole, the whole. What? Again, the whole. She, you think she's still out of your league? You have a kid with her. You're married to her. I don't think. Listen. It's... Listen, what? I guarantee you what? that if any of us were married to to somebody like Astrid, bro, we'd be in the house cooking rice all the time. <laughs> I'd be, like, I would be washing you know, like, my rice. <laughs> <laughs> I would be sipping all day, bro. Yeah, all day, bro. That's, that's, I would be a stay home dad. I don't care, bro. I don't even care. I don't even care. Put some Beyonce in the background. I'll be cleaning that house. I roll up, catch a maid trying to hide some Jimmy Choo's behind fucking, <laughs> behind the, the, the washing machine. Be like, damn, bro, these are so cute. Good good choice. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean, though, like her kind of expressing more of herself in it because the fact that she had to hide her like shopping away. Right, like, like personally, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind, like, do shopping. You know, do you do you, right? Yeah. Shopping. It's her money. Yeah, mm-hmm. wait. <laughs> remember right? the biggest? Remember the biggest flex? Uh, she was like, "Oh, you can stay here. Yeah, you paid for it." She's like, "Where are you gonna?" She's like, "Oh, I have fourteen other apartments." <laughs> right? right? Go to one of them, and I'm like, "I was like, oh, ooh." Big f- I'm like, I was like, that flex. is literally the dumbest thing you could have asked her. Where are you gonna stay? You literally were just yeah. complaining about how she's richer than you. <laughs> and then she just reinforced that I have 14 apartment buildings. 14. Even if she didn't, she could just roll up and buy one. She just bought 1.4 million dollar earrings just cuz. Yeah. It's... I want you to know that huh? one of those earrings is more than a lot of people's houses. <laughs> just yeah. one. Not even both. One. Yeah. I'm yeah. mad. When yeah, they said the price, I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. That woman spent my... more than our total tuition on a pair of earrings. Honestly. Um, that woman spent more than most people earn on a pair of earrings. <laughs> In their lifetime. <laughs> I know. The entire time I was watching the film, I was like, damn. I'm like broke, broke, huh? Yeah, Do you ever I feel never... yourself getting That's more poor me. by the minute? Yeah. yeah I never, see, like, I... I never is... see myself more poorer than I am be- watching this film. Yeah. Because like, I personally like the the more deep meaning behind the film, but then the visuals just blow it away. Me too. I'm still broke though. Like, yeah. <laughs> would you guys spend forty million on your wedding if you had the money? If I had forty million, I'd have forty million. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, forty million and a husband, just forty million. I would have I forty million. That. Yeah. If I only right. have forty million, you think I'm spending forty million? Hell no. No, but that's like, going no. in the bank. If I had forty million and then that I could just throw around because I had mad money in the bank, maybe. I doubt I'd spend it on a wedding though. I'd probably spend it on something a little bit more meaningful, you know. Earrings. Yeah, I don't. 
No. <laughs> yep. Earrings, bro. Do you know how many okay. homeless shelters I could a build and provide for? That's also and what pay for staffing. Yep. Dog, so easy. That's, it's funny. She actually does that too. She like does so much charity work as her intro scene. She's like, yeah, top of Oxford does a lot of charity work. Oh, it's mm -hmm. fourteen apartment buildings. I'm like, damn. Just... Nobody on this earth needs a forty million dollar wedding. It's no. one day. And you're probably divorcing yeah. him anyway. Yep. Dang. Oh, that got dark real fast. Are you about to say something? No, I was just, I was just thinking about how uh, it, it's really interesting how the contrast between the characters and how they live, right? Because, like, yeah, we're talking about how Astrid's like life has always been surrounded by wealth and when she got her husband, she sort of tried to hide it. Yeah. And then I'm just thinking about that versus um, uh, the, Rachel. The... And uh, and uh, what, what was her name? Picklin? Picklin, yeah. Yeah, uh, because like I can see Picklin like going to the States, like living on her own money, whatever, whatever, just a regular college student. And then I can see Rachel, you know, like when they got on the plane, she's like, uh, don't worry, like I have like three meals packed by my mom, and Nick was like, "Don't worry about it, I got it covered." And it sort of just just shows this divide in class that uh -huh. isn't necessarily like addressed in the way where like everybody can hear it, but it's under all this other layer of visuals and audio and dialogue, and I think that's really interesting. Mm. Yeah, I agree. When she, when Rachel was like, "My mom gave us three tup, uh, Tupperware meals." I'm like, yeah, like I actually don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, first class meals. All right. All right. So, I have a question for you guys, though. What's up, bro? Here is one thing that stuck to me throughout the film. Okay, so one of the things that really stuck to me throughout the film was this idea of, uh being asian and then being asian american i literally was gonna oh. say that to you i know this is hurting my brain all right you go stole ahead. my thing go. sorry, <laughs> sorry. that was my thing y'all were gonna be so impressed with me too damn anyway <laughs> i really liked it because i just think it it, it really drove home because like again looking at it from a north american perspective I'm trying to like place myself in like Caucasian shoes. Like I'm trying to pretend to be my mom, okay? And just like looking <laughs> at it because you look at people and, and it's kind of just like, okay, you're Chinese. But like you're Chinese Canadian, <laughs> which is very uh, different for someone who's actually China Chinese. They're like, no, 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 uh, no. You are not Chinese. You are mm -hmm. Chinese American. I love that they kind of brought light to that because that's actually a very realistic thing. You don't yeah. get that full claim. You're from North America. You're not from here. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have us like genetically, but you are still different. And I, mm -hmm. I just love that they still included that because they, there are those perceptions. And I just, I just think that's very, very interesting. And I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think about that. You know what I mean? Because the stereotypes still go, even if you are technically yeah. immersed in that culture. Yeah. I think it's it's like you know like dividing people into like subclasses is so weird because like like Sam said you're part of a culture but you're also out of it. Uh, yeah. You know there was a scene with uh, Aquafina and Constance Wu or uh, Rachel and Pecklin 
where she's <laughs> talking about how Rachel is a banana. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, like white on the inside yeah. and yellow on the outside. And I just think that's really, in really interesting because even at, in places that I've worked, uh, people have referred to like work ethic in terms of Asian versus Asian Canadian. And I was like, I have never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. What's well, different, right? Because you have... You have different opportunities, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you started, like, your life here in that scenario. You know what I mean? Versus, like, someone mm -hmm. who starts their life somewhere else and then comes here. Like, the expectations are very different where they come from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And even, mm -hmm. like, in how they're raised generally as well. You know? You mm -hmm. kind of come here with a lot more opportunities and a lot more of a broader experience, I'll say. You know? Yeah. So I thought that was really refreshing. Mm -hmm. I think, like... There were parts of the movie that that gave me so much like happiness in in just really small things and just really small things in the dialogue because like it's it's real, you know. Like uh, mm -hmm. I think one of the aunties mentioned something about how good Chinese sons send money home. Yeah, it was so funny. Was. Like the family. Think, yeah, uh, and I was just like, I've heard these words. My yes, I was like, home. that's true. <laughs> like, literally almost every single one of my working asian friends either they are sending money home or their parents are sending money home yeah my, my, and it's my always been a thing yeah yeah mm -hmm. all right so we really love this film clearly yes. from everything we talked about Ooh, now, one other thing. About... All right, sorry <laughs> sorry it's fine it's fine it's fine i think in films the music and score always has a really really large impact and I think it's really, really important. And in various moments of the film, I think it's really important that they included traditional like music, but they yeah. also would incorporate like Mandarin like covers of popular songs. Yeah. Yeah. They had um. What's it? it I think it was like Coldplay. I was like, like. They did it multiple times, and I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Wow." Yeah, music really does change a lot in the scene. Mm -hmm. like um the ending song where like it was it, it it really gave off that vibe of a happy ending song you know mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys felt that way but like just her showing the scene where she was heading to the airport it felt like a happy ending and nick appeared and then all that stuff it really set the tone of what it was what the end how the ending would be like you know mm -hmm. and another thing too is that like <laughs> My least favorite part of the film, if I didn't mention, is it, it's the mom only because of how well the actor played the character. Because mm -hmm. right from the get-go, you already hear that condescending tone. <laughs> like, right from the get-go, right? Yeah. person introduced, you hear that condescending tone. And I'm like, oh, I know what this is like. <laughs> yes. I've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I liked how her her character sticks like really true to like the values of like you know family or like how she uh, telling Rachel that she'll never be enough. Like oh yeah okay when I think was it the scene where Rachel was just like going around the house trying to find somewhere to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to find the washroom. Yeah, and, and then, the mom just drops this big bomb on her. I was like, oh, bro, your girl just needs to pee. Leave her alone. Like, yeah, mom was like. 
you're not enough. And I was like, well, when she took that step her. towards her and she like stepped down one and she was like towering yeah. over her. And I was like, yo, oh, yeah. dude, I wanted Rachel to slap the mom so bad there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. headbutt her, headbutt her right now. <laughs> I was like, dang. But yeah, like, it's my least favorite part just because how the character, like, I think it was like the actor who played Eleanor did a good job. Oh, yeah, so good. A good job of portraying a character that we all do not like, character wise, at least. But sorry, go ahead, Alex. No, no, you go. Yeah, you go first. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to cut in because that scene was so symbolic and it was so amazing. And like, you have to get uh, give creds to the actors too and the the director. I mean, uh, because like there was no way, no chance in hell that the way. Uh, Eleanor was positioned in relation to Rachel was not planned. There yeah. was no way, right? And to have us be in that moment and hate that moment and feel that moment so much is like directly correlated to the skill of the director, mm-hmm. right? Because if he messed that up, low key, that would have messed up the entire movie. Mm-hmm. That was it, man. Sorry, Alex, yeah. what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to move on to kind of like the whole premise of our of our show, of our of this episode is now talking about this film compared to the la- last week's film that we watched. Right. Yeah, that's the whole premise. And I realized we got too excited talking about it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. part. we should at least talk about that. One thing I, I want to say, though, I think it's really interesting because, like, the genre we're focused on right now is comedy, yeah. right? And in the last movie, like, we really, really talked about how without Robin Williams, there wouldn't have been any comedy. And I think it's very much kind of like the same thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there are key players who were kind of focused on the comedy. Like, they are where the comedy came from, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And without them, I couldn't see this being a comedy in any way. And it's the same yeah. thing, like with Robin Williams, if, if, it was, if it was played by a different actor, I, I couldn't see it being as funny. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like he was the comedy mm-hmm. in that movie. And it's kind of like the same thing. It was Aquafina and her family, you know? And yeah. in particular, Aquafina and her dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, was a where, weird. Oh like, my where God, else the did the comedy come from? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like what were comedic moments for you in this film? And where, who did it come from versus like, the last movie. That's kind of like if the I question were, I want to ask. Like, where were the comedic moments from? Yeah, like, who did they come from for you? All right. Well, All right. Sorry. Alex, I'm going to cut in because I'll, I'll say my piece real quick and then okay. I'll, I'll let it go to, to you. But I just want to give creds to the, to the aunties. I just thought they were so funny. Yeah. Like, I love Aquafina, but I think, like, the idea of having Asian aunties uh, <laughs> like that... I know these aunties. They're my aunties. They react the exact same way. That yeah. lady on the plane that was like, yes, yes, I'll marry. Yeah, that's what my auntie would have said. I, yeah, yeah. Bruh. But yeah, Alex, what were you going to say? Oh, I was about to say, like, answer Sam's question with the comedic moments. Yeah, one of my favorite moments with, uh, with, with Aquafina's dad, Ken Jong, where he was like, yeah, you better, like, he was telling, like, his kids were asking him to go on the trampoline. And he was like, oh, you didn't finish your nuggets yet. You know, there's a lot of American children out there starving. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't want to be like her, so eat your nuggets. And I, was just, 
<laughs> I love Ken Jong for that. And like the part where he first introduced and he was like, oh, I don't have an accent. I'm just like messing with you. I'm like, I love this guy already. So but, good. Like what Sam says, like there's key players who I guess like are meant for com, like meant to like convey comedy and they definitely played their part in it. And same thing with Robert Williams, you know, although, you know, I don't remember much of it. <laughs> um, he was essentially the star of the film. He, he well, he was the star, but like he was the driving factor behind comedy in general, right? For that film. So I see what you mean. What about Did you, you say Michelle? Robert Williams? <sighs> it's a Robin. I'm Res- sorry. Put some respect <laughs> on his name. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, but so- honestly, I I agree too because if it wasn't for those actors, it it'd probably just be like this would be a romantic, romantic movie. Film. Like just a romance <laughs> film, and like a, you know, like a just romantic be a war drama, movie. maybe. Yeah, yeah, like you know. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of like so. begs the question: Can you write comedy? Because, like, in Good Morning Vietnam, I'm pretty sure uh, Robin Williams just like improvised most of his mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't scripted, so and he that made it funny. Yeah, I bet that's the same thing with like Aquafina and. Ah, oh, Ken Jong, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm pretty sure they did the same thing. Like they probably just improvised. Yeah, I think so too. Because like when you said that, right, comedy. I feel like it is possible. But after like hearing what we've been seeing, right, the line it's it's me leaning towards. It's just that it it depends on the actor themselves. Mm-hmm. If the actor has that personality and skill to improvise the comedy, you really don't want to write for it. I feel like. If anyone else played Aquafina's dad or Aquafina herself, they could not perform like have the same comedic effect as if they act, like, mm-hmm. the actors that are meant to be them. You know what I mean? When he I called mean. her the Asian Ellen, I lost it. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> one of you comes back with a degree, and the other one comes back the Asian Ellen. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. What about Yukio? You didn't really answer the question like the comedic thing i think no i i oh, i feel you? like i answered the question i said but i there are a lot of difference between you know this film and uh good morning uh vietnam though i feel like you know like this is a sizable difference in uh almost like the not only the vibe but like the, the setting of the film too, right? Yeah. Because Good Morning Vietnam was strictly uh, a war film, and it yeah. was very, 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 very focused on the characters. Yeah. And in in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, yes, we are also focused on the characters, but the characters are rich, and we are also focused on rich. Uh, and I think <laughs> the extravagance. <it's>, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But I just I think it's a neat contrast. Um, I think it would have been neat to also see perhaps like situational comedies where yeah. characters would be placed in situations that are already funny and like we see them dealing with it, but I don't ask me because I don't have any examples. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was <laughs> I think it was a neat contrast between the two. All right. So from what we've discussed, the similarities is comedy where comedy is basically revolved on one around one key like one key character or characters and then what would be like 
the difference. I think I, I just had this thought in my head, but I forgot about it already. But I think mm. one of the differences is I remember us stressing a lot about the topic of just the freedom of speech of what you're allowed to say. Because back then, there was not a lot. You could say you could get away with. There was no no limit. Yeah. Yeah, but this time there probably was a limit on what you can say. I think the worst it got to, in my opinion, maybe I'm just like a pure child when he was just like saying, like telling his son, "You better go for these American women, not those K-pop skanks or something." Right? (laughs) (laughs) That's like the most I felt like it was. It went that that the language went that far. That's just my opinion, right? Um, but definitely good morning vietnam have you could get away with any like a lot of things that you said i think the difference too is like in this because it's like the asian actors they're making fun of themselves you know what i mean versus Uh, like robin williams saying these things it's a little bit more of like like, it's not racist if you're saying it about yourself you know what i mean yeah whereas like robin williams like i don't think he is racist himself but like a lot of the things that he was like saying or like the other like caucasians in Good Morning America were saying, like, it was very, very racist. You know what I mean? Whereas, like... Good Morning America? Did I just say that? Good Morning America? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know America. why I said that. Good yeah. Morning Vietnam. Like, the, these were very, like, racist or, like, kind of, like, poor, in poor taste, the things that they were yeah, saying. Yeah, like, just you know straight what I mean? up offensive. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. they're making fun of their own stereotypes. Like, their own... I guess like jokes that are made against them. Like when he jokes about how she doesn't have an have an ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it's not as bad as if someone else had like said it from a different race. You know what I yeah. mean? It, yeah. it yeah. he's making the joke about his own kind. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. typical yeah. comedy. You're like the line isn't there because it, it's within the lines, you know? Yeah. All right. So anything else? that we noticed about the two films besides yeah, that, obviously I, um, the time period and stuff i i think it's really neat that both films even though they are classified as comedies are touching on subjects uh that should be talked about but they're doing it in such a way that like is trying their best not to offend like, yeah people, it's like right? making it light like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. making light of like a situation so that it could be addressed and I think that's that's a really neat concept. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like obviously like these topics have been talked about. Mm-hmm. But like to do it in such a way that you're not offending people is really hard to write. And just like making people uncomfortable too, to be honest. Because right? if you make it too heavy, people a lot of times are uncomfortable having that conversation mm-hmm. or even like watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then but if you make it like too like too light of the situation people are like well you're not taking it serious enough so where's like where is that fine line where's the balance in between those two that yes like it's not gonna make you feel offended but also it's not gonna like make light of the situation you know what i mean i think it was just mm-hmm. really neat yeah yeah so overall you know both films had their pros and cons you know now which film? Okay, well, no, I feel like this is such an obvious question for us. <laughs> I know. I like, which film do you recommend between the two of them? I think I know most of our answers by now. But what uh, are our answers, Alex? Go. I, feel I guess. Like, I guess for okay, us. okay. I oh god, why are you putting me on the spot? <laughs> All right. So my answer is Crazy Rich Asians. 
I feel like you know, I feel like Miguel's the same answer. While Sam and Keel, I wouldn't be surprised if their answer was leaning towards Good Morning Vietnam. You know, that's my what? Really? I wouldn't be. No, no. It's like it's like I feel like you guys would pick the same answer, but I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if you guys pick a different answer instead. You know. So you basically you're only saying that to cover your your bases, huh? No, 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 no. I'm being honest here, cause like, I don't know. Like you guys, what? You guys seem like the type where it's like you know, give every film a chance, you know? I thought you were everybody. <laughs> okay, but like you said, in between the two, and you really think I liked Good Morning Vietnam over Crazy Rich Asians? I said I wouldn't That's be surprised. What... I said I wouldn't be surprised. There's a difference, okay? Well, I'm anyway. surprised that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could like people have like listen. People look at two things. I could see something, but someone can see something else. You know, we're different. Okay. Okay. Good morning, Viet. Good morning, Vietnam is like good. When you talk about crazy rich Asians, is better. Yeah, that's, no, you're gonna be like that's <laughs> what it's. Yeah. Good morning, Vietnam is good, but crazy rich Asians is good. Like yeah, exactly. Like, good wow. with all the O's. Like all good. The O's. All those. Okay, well, my bad for assuming your guys is serious. I know 2020, here I am assuming. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I think we've been talking long enough. <laughs> Kyo, you want to wrap us up? We are about to reach the end of our show. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, please tune in next week where we talk about a new film and a new genre of film. Um, and our hint for this genre is that it's it's October. That's it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can guess what the genre is. Anyway, this has been Cinema with the Crew uh, with Keo, Sam, Alex, and Miguel, and we are signing off. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.